Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. That kind of kind of segues into, you know, the next topic that we had for the show. And that was the fact that the Packers had seven voided contracts as of yesterday. They didn't give any of these players any extensions. So those voided contracts, these players all become free agents. Once the new league year begins on March 15th, those players are Adrian Amos, Dean Lowry, Jaron Reed, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, Mason Crosby and Robert Tunyon, who all combined are about 16.4 million dead cap hit for the 2023 Packers. Did you have any surprises in that? Or did you, I mean, it all seemed kind of expected at this point, as far as players that were going to become free agents. Yeah, I'm not surprised um, at all. (laughs) Uh, I just, I think the Packers do need to do a bit of an overhaul. And unfortunately, none of these players really, brought it this year um they're going to be obvious holes that need to they need to fill but safety defensive line a slot receiver the tight end room period like we knew this i think even if these players potentially were coming back we'd still they'd still need to fill holes here um you and i talked about this a little bit pre-show i think like maybe if mason crosby doesn't retire and he wants to do like a little one-year deal but i think even his leg this year anybody could see that it was failing him on occasion so none of these really like move the needle for me and i'm not surprised that they weren't re-signed this could be one of those they let them go out on the open market, see what happens. If not, they do come back on a more team-friendly deal. Um, but all in all, not shocked. And I think moving on from each of these pieces is probably the right move. The cap hit, um, 16.4 for seven players, didn't dead money, could be worse. I think you also mentioned this pre-show at like 8 million of those is from Adrian Amos alone. So... It makes it just I think it all fit and it made sense, but it also doesn't mean that it's like the end of the road for each of these guys. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like different reasons to keep certain players, right? I mean, the fact that Dean Lowry and Jaron Reed are both on here, you could make the case that maybe the Packers would bring back one of them because Devontae Wyatt is still developing and Kenny Clark needs help. And, you know, TJ Slayton is a run stuffer and not a pass rusher, whatever that case would be. Mason Crosby already made an argument for with Rich Basaccia's unit in that second season. I think, you know, with, with Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis, neither of those players 
would move the needle enough that you wouldn't take a tight end in the draft. You wouldn't look in free agency. Like I don't think any of these players really are going to prohibit the Packers from already going through either their free agency strategy or their draft strategy. I could see Adrian Amos coming back because you want a vet in the room, but I don't think, you know, that's going to stop the Packers from drafting a safety high. So um, it's like you said, it's, it just, it's, I could see them coming back on cap friendly deals or team friendly deals, but I, I don't see anybody that really is like a must resign. I actually think the only one that if they were going to bring him back, they would have done some kind of restructure extension would be Adrian Amos because of his dead money. I think the fact that they didn't do anything actually signals to me that they're moving on from him, which unfortunately is the right move based on the way he played this season. I think he was like criminally underrated as a safety for his entire time in Green Bay and an incredible like free agent pickup when Boot got him before the 2019 season. Um, But if they could have done some kind of restructure to lower that cap hit and keep him for another year, I actually think that's something they would have done already. Yeah. I mean, and and I think, you know, obviously we know Darnell Savage is going to be on the roster. They already picked up his fifth year option. Um, Rudy Ford, I know, was kind of interesting as far as what his contract could look like. I could see him coming back on like a one-year, one million kind of deal where they're just rounding out that room. Dallin Levitt didn't really play any special, any uh, defensive snaps. Right, he was a special teamer. But, you know, I think the depth is there, and we're going to see a complete overhaul of some of these positions, tight end and safety being the top two on the list. And obviously kicker would be kind of wild to see somebody other than number two on uh, kickoffs and field goals. Quietly, that's something I feel like no one is talking about, but the last two players from the 2010 Super Bowl on this team are Mason Crosby and Aaron Rodgers. And, like, I mean, Mason Crosby is the leading scorer of franchise history. Like, that guy is – and we've seen, right, across the league, the kicker woes that happen. I just think, like, you cannot take for granted what Mason Crosby has brought over the last – almost 15 years of play like consistency so it is gonna be nobody likes to talk about the kicker battles of training camp but like if they don't bring Crosby back they need to find somebody maybe it's someone on the roster already I know they had a couple on the practice squad maybe they take someone in in the offseason like that's gonna be a very important piece yeah I mean we've seen what being a cold weather kicker can do or, you know, the inability to to make extra points or field goals in playoff games. And Mason Crosby has, I mean, I know he had the one down year a couple of seasons ago and they brought in competition and he won his spot back, but yeah, the green Bay is not an easy place to kick. And we've seen that with a ton of punters. So I think, I think that's going to be really telling regardless of who the quarterback is. Okay. So here's my question for you. Okay. okay. Does Mason Crosby deserve any kind of honors from this franchise? I know that kick- kickers are not, you know, guys who typically see ring of honor, et cetera, but he is the leading scorer in franchise history at the moment. Do you think that's like, do you think they do anything for him? Is that worth acknowledgement? It sounds silly because like, I don't know how big of honors these things are to people, but you've got like Mike McCarthy way in green Bay. Right. I could see them making like Mason Crosby drive or, you know, having like some type of, you know, special section in the hall of fame for him the year he retires. He 1000% unequivocally will be in the Packers hall of fame in five years. Like he'll have those accolades, but I don't, 
I don't think it would be like a, we would retire the number two situation. No, no, no. That's definitely not what I was thinking. But I mean, yeah. So you think he'll definitely be in the Packers Hall of Fame? Oh, without a doubt. I think the first year he's eligible, he has to be. Okay. Yeah. I think he deserves it. Again, he was drafted in 2007. So like even from a longevity standpoint, that's an, that's an incredible, incredible career. It is. We got our little Mason Crosby topic in as well, I guess. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.